Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Hi everyone. Welcome to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann. We're coming to you on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And tonight we have a wonderful show for you tonight. And uh, we're going to be interviewing our guest, Betsy Chassie. And the title of our show tonight is going to be Attempting to Find Common Ground in a Crazy World. Angela, would you introduce our guest? You bet, Dan. All right, Betsy Chassie is an award-winning filmmaker, best-selling author, change maker, and mom. Best known as the co-writer, director, and producer of the hit film, What the Bleep Do We Know? She has also produced the award-winning Song of the New Earth, 
Pregnant in America, Radical Dating, and The Empty Womb. She has authored multiple books, including the documentary Masterclass, Tipping Sacred Cows, and What the Bleep Do We Know, Discovering the Endless Possibilities to Altering Your Everyday Reality, in addition to several best-selling compilation books. She also enjoys consulting with multiple clients to develop multimedia content for worldwide distribution. More recently, Betsy has partnered up with Kate Montana, who she met during the filming of What the Bleep Do We Know about 14 years ago. Discovering a mutual passion for tell it like it really is, down-to-earth spiritual messaging, they cooperated writing a scathingly comedic new age screenplay based on Betsy's spiritual journey titled Killing Buddha, which is currently being published as a memoir. After the two successful ventures together, they decided to make their partnership official and founded Rampant Feline Media. They have another amazing book coming out this fall, which will soon be announced. Welcome, Betsy. Welcome. Hi, thank you, and, and we and we are friends, and this um, is going to be a part of that fourth, uh, the upcoming book. So I'm yes, that. I know, me too. That's wonderful. Well, Betsy, you know, we just want to ask you a couple simple questions, and uh, tonight we want to, uh, yeah, and, and one of them is how are we how are we going to save this crazy world we're in? Um, you know, maybe we're not going to save it, but you know, right now we are. We are going to save it, Dan. I have hope. That's the okay. thing. All I right. have hope. And I got a question. So so the world right now, as you know, is so full of fanaticism. I mean, yep. if you say to somebody, I voted for Trump, you better have a baseball bat in your hand. If you say anything to a woman about abortion, you know, I, I don't agree with it. You better have a baseball. You know, it's like everybody yeah. is fanatical about what they believe. Right. No. Look, we know we've been through it. You know, you get raised in a, a, a paradigm. You get raised with a worldview. And it's really, it's, it's, it's kind of how our brains work, if you think about it. Because if, you, if we were to grow up with the, 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 the science of like, look, we're making all this up as we go along, people would go insane. So there's almost a groundedness in belief there's a, and there's a, and there's a scientific explanation belief makes us feel safe and so we mm-hmm. get really attached to our beliefs because if we don't have any we lose our identity of self we don't know where we belong we there's a lot of uncertainty in that so it's mm-hmm. it's easier on the human brain to believe something than it is to be open-minded it's actually easier Yep. Right. So, so are we growing up? It seems as if, you know, like you and me, you know, I'm, I'm 60. I don't know how old you are, but it seems like, you know, we've seen all this change. I've been in religions for 40 years and I've changed a lot of my belief systems, but it, it doesn't seem like it's getting any better. It seems like we're getting more divided. No, I think we're getting better, actually, because for a really long time, I think that people had hit what they believed and they spent a lot of time segregating themselves and separating themselves. And one of the things that's really interesting about what's happening in the world geographically is that one of the reasons why we're, we're coming up against this notion of like, wow, somebody else believes something different than me. What? Mm-hmm. How is that even possible? It's because we're moving more, you know, think about it more and more young people are spending less time 
staying in the town that they grew up in than ever before. Oh wow! Most people, right? So and yeah. and they're and they're mingling more. You know, if you grow up in the same town and everybody goes to the same church and everybody hears the same pastor and everybody believes the same thing, and if a person comes in and they believe something different, they're usually shunned and they or they don't want to go, right? But yeah. now people are moving. They're they're moving about the country, and people are more educated now. I know that there's a lot of talk about the you know who, people that voted for Trump and people that didn't and who's educated and who's not. But the reality is, even though for the most part in the U.S. our educational system sucks, we are actually on a whole better educated. So we are more willing to question our beliefs, and that is shown by the fact that statistically organized religion of all faiths, not just Christianity, but Catholicism, Judaism, all of the sort of more fundamental religious groups are dwindling. Less and less young people are staying in them. So we are getting better. But if, if you just look at history, if history is any sort of guide, and you think about your own personal growth and change, Right before something really big shifts, you go through a huge period of resistance. So I look at where we are right now is in a period of like there's a big change coming, and the big change is we're going to let go a little bit of this idea that that Christianity or any religion um, sort of holds sway, and we're going to relax a little. But before we can get there, we have to push through this last bit of resistance. If you've ever given birth, I know you haven't, Dan, but um, (laughs) two other things. (laughs) The last pushes are the hardest, because this is the hard the last part to get the baby out. Once you push the baby out, finally, it goes out. So that's where we are in my mind. So do you think we're going to come to an equilibrium like it's going to just all of a sudden just like level out once we give these last pushes or whatever toward each other? You know how we're there's a big pushing and shoving right now. Right. Well, it depends. You know, the interesting thing about human nature is that we make things complicated. Um, We make things really hard. And so I don't know. I have hope. You know, I have hope. I have younger kids. My kids are not. Well, my daughter's 15. I guess she's maybe a millennial, but she's whatever the next generation is, really. And then I have an 11-year-old son. And, you know, for the most part, young people today, you look at us grown-ups like, what is wrong with these people? Like, who cares where people go to the bathroom? Like, why are we even talking about this? Like, they don't even get it, to, to be really honest. Most mm. of the kids. And, and she's got friends from, you know, Christian friends, you know, Baptist friends, Muslim friends. And they all kind of hang out. And they all look at us like, why, why are you guys even having this conversation? It's stupid. And <laughs> they're right. But <laughs> so I look at them and I go, I think that what will, you know, and there's a great quote in science. I forget who said it. Maybe it was Max Planck or somebody like that. He said, science evolves one funeral at a time. Right. So um, if you think about that, we're also in that stage. All of this craziness that's going on right now is really a battle between the old ways and the new, the new wanting to come in and take over. And, and what's going to eventually happen if we can you know, keep the planet alive long enough, which is kind of important, um, these old ways are going to die. And that's just, that's just, my dad was an economist, and he would always say to me, he goes, you know, this is how it works. Eventually the younger people eventually come of age, and that's where you see progress. But this older group is really holding on. And 
the good news is that I think it's really important that we begin to start having these conversations because, you know, the truth is there's a lot of stuff that we need to say and get out in the open and clear the air about before we can move forward. Like the fact that, you know, our country is founded on racism. You know, that's just a reality. It's not a judgment. It is a part of our historical story. And we need to kind of clear that out. And we need to look at how many of our systems were created to keep a certain class system in place. So there's a lot of stuff that needs to get talked about so that we can clean it up for good. Well, you know, Betsy, I mean, there's been just so much fighting over all of history, over religion in particular. It's always the point of where, you know, law, the law and all whatever people argue about ends up being a fight. And um, I think that it's interesting that, like, Constantine had a whole lot to do with a big, huge change that happened where we were really pretty dumbed down, pretty controlled, pretty much told that if we didn't do it this certain way and say this certain thing and all that, we were going to be killed and just made people so fearful that they're really willing to do it. And now we just have people who are not willing to use their own mind. They're not willing to look around at other other ways of looking at something, not, not willing to do some research. They're not willing to look back and past history and learn from they're not willing to anything they're just so fearful and i'm really glad that people i feel like people are rising up saying enough you know anyway well if you think about it you're right but and that's because if you think about it when i was eight my dad gave me the art of war as a book to read and one of the first rules of the art of war is to keep people controlled and stupid and how do you do that you make them afraid what is the best way so if you just go back into history, like at one point, because like hundreds of years ago, we were like really superstitious. I mean, think about it. We didn't have science. Things were going on in the skies. Eclipses would happen. Rains and floods would show up. Animals would die. The plague would come. Like people didn't really understand science behind this. So they thought it was the gods. I mean, if you go and you look at, I was just in um, uh, a place called Tulum which is in the Mayan jungle, you know, and they had the Mayan calendars and all the things. I mean, that stuff was kind of crazy, right? Like there's skulls and altars and like, it was crazy. So Betsy, could you, could you hold that thought, Betsy? Cause we're going to have to take a commercial break. Um, So we'll be back uh, with Betsy Chassie coming up right after the commercial break. And uh, you can learn more about our guests by going to our website, www.betsychassie.net. Or you can use Betsy Chassie's, uh, her social media, just by putting in Betsy Chassie, C-H-A-S-S-E. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. You can learn more about our show by visiting hearttoheartradioshow.com. All right, we'll be right back after the commercial break. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by shaman worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, 
international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. All right. We're back. Tonight, our guest is Betsy Chassie. And our topic is attempting to find common ground in a crazy world. And you can contact Betsy by going to her website at www.betsychassie.net. And you can learn a lot more about Betsy. So, Betsy, if you want to just continue on with your conversation about how the fact that we've lived in sort of like an ignorant state and how we're kind of waking up from that, some of the myths and things. Yeah. So Angela's perfectly, she's exactly right. So basically, you know, how do you control a bunch of, you know, crazy pagans and, and, and aborigines and the people with all these varying beliefs, you give them religion. And so if you really examine all of the wars that have been fought in the name of God, they've really been fought in the name of money. They really have everything. Mm-hmm. It's all about land and power. And yep. that's what it's always been. And so what's happening now is that, I hope anyway, for the first time, people are waking up and going, God, I'm really just tired of fighting about land and power and God. Can't we all just chill out? And so, you know, there's the last few that are like, you know, the loudest. It's always the, you know, it, it's, it, I always tease, it's the, you know, the vegans in the room that always complain about the meat, right? Like <laughs> everybody, they're always the ones like, we did you know, they have to because they're they're fanatic about their not all of them, but a lot of them are very fanatical. For instance, you know, and so they're the loudest. So right now, you know, I actually personally, and I'm willing to be completely wrong here, but I don't think we're as, as far apart as we're being told that we are. You know, I I talk to people like you. I'm we're, we have different political views, but, but deep down at our core. We actually want the same thing, and neither one of us are really willing to kill each other over it. So there's a lot more people like that. It's just that it's harder for us to be heard because right now that's not what sells. What sells is, you know, divisiveness. What sells is the fight. And until we as a a people finally go, you know, I'm so tired of it. I don't want to look at Facebook anymore. I don't want to look. I don't even read the newspapers anymore. I don't care about that. I want to connect with people. It, it will change. And I think that's actually happening. 
And, you know, Betsy, you know what else? I feel like that we all are getting to this point where it's like, what are we here for anyway? I mean, even the right. teenagers, it's like, uh, you know, I, I need to have a purpose. I need to know why I'm really here. We're starting to really, really want to get to the core of things. And to, you know, like, for example, church is not really doing it anymore. Like you go there, you you leave, you don't feel like you're better for it. You you know, maybe it'll last, you know, half an hour and then, and then I don't know, it just seems like it fades away. And people are like getting tired of that. It's like, what is wrong here? Why am I not finding fulfillment? Why am I not finding, you know, closer to my higher power or God or whatever you want to call God? And, and it's not working. And I think we're starting to say, what is wrong? Because it isn't working. So I don't know. I'm excited that, that we're all starting to dig now, dig down deep and say, what's real then, you know, and right. this science, science is coming out with some incredible things. We're starting to see weird things in different places that are starting to make us question. We're having people starting to talk about near death experiences and what they're seeing there. And I mean, there's everything all over the place making us say, huh, you know, so interesting. Right. Well, and that's a good thing. And I think our young people are doing that. And, you know, the way that I sort of deal with fanatics is that I just kind of, I've, I had this great conversation with my daughter. You know, she's 15, and, man, she's my daughter. So she's clearly outspoken and opinionated and not afraid to communicate them. So um, <laughs> so we were talking, and, you know, she, she was talking to one of her friends who said, I'm a Trump supporter, and she started to get into this argument. And so she was text on the phone. I don't know if they were, where they were arguing. And I said, so are you, are you getting anywhere? Are you changing her mind? And she's like, well, no, but and I said, okay, then all you're doing is getting into a fight. That's all you're doing. Now, if that's fun and you enjoy that, keep doing it. But how long is that going to be fun? And, you know, about 10 minutes later, she came back and I said, so how's your, you know, your social media fight going? She goes, you know, I just stopped. I said, why? I said, because I get tired of feeling angry about it. I said, good. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. why don't you go have a conversation with her and find out what you have in common? Because you're going to find that you actually have a lot more in common. And the problem is that politics and uh, politics is complicated, confusing, and designed to lie to you. Because everyone wants to think that the left is the best and the right is the worst or the right is the best and the left is the worst. And the truth is corruption has been – this our system has been corrupt since the day it was created because it's created based on a system of capitalism. And so capitalism is inherently corrupt for the most part because it basically whoever gets the most money wins. And so Mm. until we all decide to say, you know, we're not going to continue with this down this capitalism for the sake of capitalism, money for the sake of money thing anymore, we're going to change our system. I mean, the same people that complain about China or complain about jobs losing, being lost to foreign countries are the same people that shop at Walmart. And when you ask them that, they, they don't even get it. They're like, well, what do you mean? Like, do you realize that like nothing in Walmart? I don't think, maybe I'm wrong, maybe there's like two things in Walmart that are made in the USA. But most of it's made out of the, outside of the U.S. That's why it's so cheap. The people don't understand the politics. And so if, when you get outside of it and you can go, do you want your kids to be happy? Yeah. Do you want your your grandkids to be happy? Yeah. Do you want them to be able to drink clean water? Yes. Do you want them to be able to drink, uh, breathe clean air? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, then pro- we probably shouldn't be dumping poison into the water. We shouldn't be doing that. Oh, well, then this is how that's happening. Once you get on that level with people, it's really easy to, to sort of open their minds to what's possible. The problem is we're also busy being right 
and wanting to fight to protect our beliefs because if we if our beliefs are wrong then we're wrong then we're stupid then we have no meaning you know well you know well you know Betsy it's interesting my my father he raised me a certain way and I ended up getting out of that and thinking oh thank God you know and then I end up getting in another stupid one that that about took my life and then I found something that was I was very satisfied with but then. Um, my dad's like, you know, Angela, I, I really, really wish you'd get into this new religion that I'm in. And this is his, what, I don't know, third or fourth go around of religions. And I'm like, you know, and he's just so adamant that this is the right way. And I'm like, geez, dad. I'm like, at first you told me it's this one. Then you told me it's this one. Now it's this one. And, and, and now this is the right one. I mean, I mean, come on. So I realized something. We're always changing our minds, all of us, all the time about everything. I mean, our daughter, she had a certain view on abortion, and now she has a completely different view on abortion than she had before. I mean, what gives? It's like we're always, if we admit it, we're, we're all changing evolving. our minds. Yes, we are. Well, and hopefully so, hopefully, we're always evolving, but also mm-hmm. we're seeking because the truth is, we're really not happy people. We are very unhappy because we live in a world that we are basically drones. We get up, we go to work, hopefully we can buy a nice house, hopefully we can feed our family. And we you know, one of the things that's happening in this country, which is why we're the depression is on the rise, oh still there. Is because we've been we were sorry, we were sold we were told this story that if you go to school, you get a degree, you get a job, you'll buy your house, and everything will be perfect. And what's happening to that generation, you have to remember, that generation really started right after World War II, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, everybody came home. The economy was booming. The middle class was really wealthy. There were jobs for everybody. Everybody could buy a house. It was the American dream. That's right. Now, think about it. How many people are in debt? I mean, the, the, the debt that the people in, I think the median debt for most people is like thirty to $50,000. That's not even including student loans. People are in debt. They've been, they did it. They're like, wait a minute. I did everything you said that I could do. And I have this house I can't afford and these cars I have to keep paying for and credit. And, and I'm overwhelmed. So we're really unhappy. So we're looking for meaning. And what we've been told is that the meaning is in your job. The meaning is in your money. The meaning is in God, this figure that's going to shame you or punish you if you don't do it. And everybody's waking up and going, there's no meaning here. And so, yes, we are in a fight because it's people are waking up to that. And there's a certain group that says, no, we don't want you to wake up. We're going to keep going backwards. We're going to keep pushing all these rules and laws, and we're going to try to make America a Christian nation. And it's going to be really tough for a while, but the reality is it's not going to work because this country is built on immigration, and so there's too many different kinds of people here anyway. And it might get rough. I, I'm, I'm, I don't doubt for one second it's going to potentially be ugly in the next few mm. years. Yeah. But, but, I, but the truth is, if you look into, you know, Dan asked the question, how do we find common, how do we get along? We get along when we put our weapon of belief down. When we can finally say, when you're safe enough to say, I have my beliefs, you have your beliefs, I'm going to respect yours, you're going to respect mine. There are tons and plenty of laws already in place in this country that says, 
my belief cannot infringe on yours, and my belief can't harm you or other people. But that's fine. You know, you know there's there's laws about murder. There's laws about robbery. There's all those laws, and they're, they're, they're actually really old, and they make perfect sense. We don't really need any more. What we need is for everybody to just take a step back and go, you know, my belief is that I can eat meat. Your belief is that, you know, I'm a, a soul, I'm a killer and a raper of the planet because I eat meat. Great. You don't go eat meat and you don't have to be around me while I eat meat. Those, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because that's right. not, that's an ideology. That's not a scientific fact or, and it's not, and we have to, dif- we have to di- define the difference between what's scientific fact and what's a belief or an ideology. The same way right. abortion. Right. We're going to have to take commercial break, but when we get back, we'll be back with Betsy Chassie. And our topic tonight is attempting to find common ground in a crazy world. You can contact Betsy by going to her website, www.betsychassie.net, or use Betsy Chassie, C-H-A-S-S-E, at your favorite social media. All right, uh, we'll be right back after the commercial break. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Broadcasting Network at www.xzbn.net. Our website is hearttoheartradioshow.com. We'll be right back. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, After the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 
15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. All right, we're back. We've been talking with our guest, Betsy Chassie. Betsy, we're so glad you joined us tonight. It's, it's really been a great interview, and we've been talking about attempting to find common ground in a crazy world. And uh, you can contact our guest, Betsy, tonight by going to her website at BetsyChassie.net. And Betsy, if you could just continue on, I, I love the discussion and, and the points you're bringing out about trying to find this common ground because this world has gotten really fanatical and there's a lot of fighting now, literal fighting. It used to be just we were into opinions, but now we, we've really taken out the armament on each other and we're trying to, it, it, it seems like we're just trying so hard to gain control. Religion is trying to hold on. It's the government is saying, look to us, you know what I mean? And and, it, and it's even, I think it's affected Hollywood. I, I heard, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I heard in Hollywood, the fanaticism there, even it's to the point where it's getting difficult to make movies because of the, the thought of saying the wrong thing or, you, you know what I mean? That you're going to Politi- hurt some feeling. Yeah, political correct yeah. and all that. I don't know. I'm so unpolitically correct, Dan, and you know that about me that I don't really do. I, I don't do Hollywood movies for that very reason, because I just say what I want to say. You know, I, I I feel like when I meet someone who is really dogmatic, and I joke, I say all the time, I'm like, spiritual people are the most dogmatic people I've ever met in my life. Um because, you know, it, they're into crystals. They're into their, this particular type of med- – you better meditate this way. You got to eat this kind of food. You got to do this kind of diet. Everyone is very much – and it really goes down to the core of the human condition because humans need to believe in something. It's part of our core operating system True. that we must have faith and a belief in something. And that's what we've been taught. And so it's, you know, one of the things that I try to do in my life, and it's really hard, is to step back from my belief and to go, okay, this is my opinion. And to really, like, I, I pound this into my kids' heads. Like, now they're sick of it. Hopefully when they're older, they'll get it and they'll, they'll appreciate me. But it's like, understand the difference between opinion and fact. Understand the difference between ideology and and truth, like real truth. You know, people don't know that anymore and they don't take the time to figure it out anymore. I have a book actually coming out before our book, Angela, at this summer called All You Need Is Love Not. And it's sort of a Yay. joke and a fun and it's sort of a fun play on the sort of the memes that the spiritual community pops out. You know, and there's these incredibly Pissy. Oh, if, you know, my chapter is about the, the quote. Somebody said, um, you know, your feelings are your responsibility and nobody else's. And it's like, well, OK, in a perfectly, you know, 
mystical, mythical, enlightened world where everybody's fully enlightened and a master, yes. But we're not, we're humans, and we, we get our feelings hurt, and we get our feelings hurt by the actions of others. And if we stop holding other people accountable for their behavior, then they just get to run off and be a jerk, and we have to take responsibility for it? No. So, you know, there's this, this need to have the answer. And when you can, what I do in my life is, you know, I don't take it all so seriously. Like, I, I, you know, it's fun. I have great days and frustrating days and everything in between. And this is just a journey. You know, I don't, I even, you know, Angela, to your point about meaning, I'm not even so sure there is some grand meaning. It's really the journey that's the meaning. It's like, what am I getting, what am I learning about myself and about life? and about the meaning of life from this journey. Not what is my meaning and purpose. My meaning and purpose may have been to be a great garbage collector my entire life, but have great impact and experience love. That may have been my whole life's purpose. Great. So we've gotten to it. We have to get to a place where we understand the difference between my opinion and what's fact. And then we have to get to a place that says my opinion is not law. My belief about what I want to do with my body has nothing, to, has nothing to do with you. It's my own personal belief. But we can't do that until we can let go of the need to feel agreed with and to feel safe with that. that we have to feel safe within our own self, not with agreement. I got, a, I got a question, Betsy, for you. You know, Ben, you mentioned that. When, you know, like the, the abortion thing, when is it like – don't you think there's a point where it's like you have another entity in you? I mean, I understand the woman's body is her body and she has a right to do with it, whatever she will. And I know there's a million like extenuating circumstances, you know, to pregnancy. And it just it just seems like any more like, you know, abortion to me seems like it's old fashioned. It's, it's like yeah, even the, com- the comments, thing. it's my body, it's my this. What are we going to do with the baby? Well, it, it sounds like it's primitive. Well, first of all, it is my body, and I'll do whatever I want with it, and that's my right. opinion. <laughs> so, right. one. Right. Two, you know what the problem is? We're all talking about abortion, and we're not talking about that abortion is 100% preventable. Yes. 100% preventable. So we're passing all these bills and these rules about no abortion. And at the same time, we're not passing legislation that teaches sexual education to kids, that provides contraceptives to people, Mm -hmm. that that provides even feminine health care, that provides for children that are born that were accidents. You know, I'm a single mom. I have full responsibility for my children. Now, my ex-husband is not a total terrible person. So, you know, he's around and he supports. But I know lots of single moms. And there are thousands of them who the dad gets to say, I don't have any money this month, sorry. But if the mom says, I don't have any money this month, I need to go to social services, she better jump through hoops to get those social services. So if we're going to have a conversation about preventing abortion, let's have a real conversation about preventing abortion instead of just passing stupid laws that do nothing but subjugate women further than they've already been subjugated. So that's the problem with the conversation. It's like we're having the wrong conversation. Right, right. And I believe if you have – if you pass a law 
you better have something better to replace it. Just to pass along, like like I thought about it the other day, if they did make it legal in 50 states not to have abortion at all, there would be, and and I had to think about this, but I thought there would be hundreds of thousands of babies a month coming on the scene. And, you know, you'd have to have a place to house them or put them or, or something because, because like and you said, have a lot we don't of, have anything else in place. And we, and you'd have a lot of dead women because the, the thing that people, it's just so funny. People act as though, you know, women went around just having abortions because they're fun. It's like, oh, I just had crazy sex like tonight, last night. Tomorrow, go get my abortion. Woo-hoo. It's actually not like that at all. I've, I've had an abortion. It's not pretty. It's not fun. It's not a comfortable decision to make. And no one, no woman on this planet is arbitrarily running for an abortion. An abortion is a last, last option for every woman that is in that Isn't that, isn't that good to know? That's, that's good to know, you know? And, it really yeah, is and, because that's propaganda too, you know, what we've been taught, yeah, you know? Absolutely. We're, it's all these crazy hussies that are out opening their legs that are wanting abortions. Go look at the statistics. See, I'm, I'm a science person. I like to read – I don't read articles in newspapers. If I see – if I hear about some article that says to me something like, oh, women choose abortion more than they have – like some crazy headline, I'll go read the statistics. Interestingly enough, in all of the states that are currently passing these ridiculously stupid laws, they have the highest rate of teen pregnancy. They have the highest rate of abortions. They have the highest rate of marriage, divorce, and infidelity. They have the – I mean, I could go on and on and on. Just look at the – just go look at this, And you don't even have to, like, dig. Just go to the government or state website and read their internal reports, which they have to post, and you will find all this information, and you will go, well, wait a second. And then you will find out in Alabama, at the very same time they passed this abortion law, denied services for parents and single parents and children who were who needed services. So they they took away. They said you can't have an abortion, and by the way, we're not going to help you pay for it because it's your fault that you got pregnant. In Alabama, they basically said if you get raped or have incest and get pregnant, it doesn't really matter how old you are. You have to have that baby. That's the law. And why? And so, why? Go ahead. I was just I was just thinking like and I understand that and it's it's a crazy question. But, you know, that we've been hearing lately, you know, on TV, they show these babies being pulled out like at nine months and like whole bodies like being pulled. The baby's holding on. It's like, oh, my God, you know, that doesn't happen. That medically does not even happen. Like, that's the hilarious thing. There's like the, you know, the the Trump quote that says the doctor and the mother sit there and they decide to kill the baby. That actually never happen. There have been times when a baby has been born unviable, meaning the baby cannot survive outside of the womb. That is the only time. And you want to know how traumatic? Think about it. You've carried a baby for nine months. You've planned on that baby coming into your life. And I don't care who you are. If you're not a woman, you may not understand this, but you become deeply emotionally connected to that child. I believe it. I believe it. And so when that baby comes out and is basically dead, and this is the only time they they do this procedure, by the way, when the baby is unviable outside of the womb, Okay, hold that thought, Betsy. 
because we're going to have to take a commercial break. Yep, no, we want to finish. But when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with our guest tonight, Betsy Chassis. And her website is www.betsychassie.net. And that's C-H-A-S-S-E dot net, by the way. And if you want to reach her on your favorite social media, just type in Betsy Chassie. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. For more information about Heart to Heart Radio, visit hearttoheartradioshow.com. That's a T-W-O. All right. We'll be right back after the commercial break. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Christopher Fulton is a survivor of the National Security State. All he wanted to do was preserve history when he acquired a Cartier watch from the estate of President Kennedy's personal secretary. But that simple act set off a terrible chain reaction. He was pursued by the U.S. Justice Department and the FBI, thrust into the middle of the U.S. government's Assassination Records Review Board, even monitored and pursued by the Russian government. All because that Cartier watch was the missing link of evidence, a timepiece worn by JFK that fateful day in Dallas, a link resulting in Christopher being incarcerated and attacked for nine years because he opened a hidden chapter in history. The intriguing journey outlined fully in Christopher Fulton's memoir, The Inheritance, is available now through trinday.com or amazon.com. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination by Christopher and Michelle Fulton is a must-read, an incredible tale of how easily our own government can overrule justice. The Inheritance, Poisoned Fruit of JFK's Assassination. All right, we're back. You're listening to Heart to Heart Radio with Dan and Ann. Our guest this hour is Betsy Chassie, and you can contact her by going to her website, www.betsychassie.net. We're talking with Betsy about attempting to find common ground in a crazy world. And Betsy, if you'd like to continue on with your thoughts about abortion. <laughs> and, and you, you know why I like the rant? Because... To, to be able to find equilibrium, we have to have the courage to be able to listen to the other side of the issue. And most of us don't. Like you say, we come in head on with our ideology and this is what it says here and this is what I believe. And we never get anywhere, you know, but if we can actually you know, listen to somebody, we can, we can actually move forward. You know, it's funny when I talk to friends of mine who are, I hate the things pro-choice and pro-life because I have learned that those are just labels that that separate us. What I've found with most of my really good – I have several great friends and some of my kids' mom friends 
are Christian. They go to church every Sunday. They're they're good, beautiful, wonderful Christians. They are what you would call pro life. And what I found that's really interesting is when they when I when I say to them, God, I'm pro life too, and they go, But you're okay with abortion and I go, I'm actually not okay with abortion. That nobody is actually okay with abortion, just so we're mm. all clear. That's not a, that's not true. Mm. When I begin to ask them questions like, let me ask you this question. What do you think about forcing a teenage girl who got pregnant to have a kid, but then not offering her any support or services? And, and most women go, well, don't we do that? Oh, we take care of them. They get welfare for life. And I go, well, no, actually they don't. Do you understand how the system works? No, I don't know how it works. My church donates food. It's like, that's great that your church donates food. But I invite you to go do some research. And I usually have, you know, go to the government website and look at, like, the welfare statistics in your state and look who's actually getting them. Go to the – go and look at the laws or the, the bills or the programs available to young single mothers. And when you, a couple of them, because they've done it, come back and they're like, I'm, I'm horrified and shocked. And they said, I can't even believe this is happening. Like, I'm – here I am voting all this way because I'm being told that these women are just making babies because it gets them more welfare money, and now I'm learning the facts. And that's what I just say to people. I say, you know, I, you're, I don't want to change your mind. I don't want to change your beliefs. I don't want to even change your religion. But if you're, gonna, if you're going to cite this and be I'm pro-life based on your religion, then ask what your religion would do with these babies and what, they, and, what, and what the country is doing. And when you look at the facts, you come to the realization, most of my – we just had this conversation with a few of them last weekend, and they all came to the realization. They're like, we're having the wrong conversation. And I said, yep. I said, they've got us talking about abortion. When we should be talking about how are we caring for each other. So that's how you find common ground. You know, I'm getting passionate and excited with you. But when I, when I meet someone and I can sense pretty quickly that they are on the opposite side of where I might be, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't go in for the attack. I step back and I just go, okay, that's, I understand completely. Let's talk about it. And the ones, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm blessed with the, most of the people that I'm around are, are well enough educated and calm that we can have this conversation. But if I meet somebody who isn't, I just don't, I just let it go. Because you're not going to change somebody's mind when their mind is controlled by a fear that is really wrapped around misinformation. Like the idea that women are running around pulling new full, you know, nine month old babies out of their belly and killing them. That's just like, if you go look at the, what is it, the pediatrics website, the association, pediatrics is the OBGYN website. You look at the studies on how many times that actually happens, it's like not even percentage, you can't even count the percentage of number of births. But did you know that in the United States, we're one of the lowest in infant mortality rates in the world? We're one of the highest, I mean. You're one of the highest in infant mortality rates. More dead babies end up in the United States than in many third world countries. Well, you know, Betsy, it's like there's this, um, these different guys that have gone down into these big, huge um, cathedrals and stuff, and they've had to do work in the basements, and they found all these 
carcasses of dead babies down there and all that because the nuns are having sex with the priests and uh, just aborting the babies and just leaving them down there. And anyway, someone went down there one time and there was one that was still not totally dead, just just laying there, still just kind of crying. And you hear all these horror stories. And the other day I heard from this one uh, lady, she was a, a nurse and she was, that was her job was to help with the abortion stuff. Well, they ran out of um, the ladies that were in the room with the, with the girl. So she had to be going in there. And literally in this particular case, the baby was like hanging on for dear life. They couldn't get it out. And, and she was just like, Oh my God. You know, and then she was like, I'm out of this. I'm out of this. I am not doing this job anymore. You hear these horror stories, you know, and, and you just think, Oh my I God. I think that woman is making that up. <laughs> I mean, quite frankly, I, you know, I would say she's probably making that up mm. because that doesn't happen. Like medically, just like, like it's so funny. I hear these things, and I go, "That just that doesn't even def- like that defies medicine." <laughs> like I did a documentary called "Pregnant in America," which was all about natural childbirth in the U.S. because the big medical um, pharmaceutical world does not want people that just have natural childbirth. They want they push epidurals, they yes. push hospital births, they push intervention wherever they can. So I spent a lot of time studying the statistics on childbirth in the U.S. for that document. And I'm here to tell you that that doesn't happen. Like, it just, the doctors, first of all, in, I think, all of our states, I can't, I'm trying to think if there's any states that wouldn't, you can't even do late-term abortions unless it's, unless it's at the risk of the mother or the or the child is not viable. It's not even legal. And even if it was legal, most doctors wouldn't do it. It goes against their Hippocratic oath. That's so good to have, know. It's like you, you have to look at the logic of some of the things that people will say, and you have to go, okay, now that's, okay, now I'm not even going to go there. Well, you know, you know, it's interesting is my buddy, a friend of mine, he works for the CIA, and he told me, he said that the CIA created Right to Life. And he said they were in a round room, and he said they were all talking to one another, one another and they said, yeah, you know, if you were to kill uh, a baby chicken or a baby, a seed that you couldn't see in a woman, which one would you let live? And he'd say, well, you'd kill the chicken. And then he said two chickens, three chickens, the whole, you, you know, the whole uh, zoo, you'd kill everything as opposed to this one unborn baby. And he said, right then, we have a, we have control of the whole Christian community by the right yeah. to life. And, and it's a news channel now, right to life. It's, it's a news channel. And he said, we created that within the CIA. And he's, he's, he's with the Pegasus within the CIA. He monitors the CIA. And I was like, oh, my God. And, you know, I'll well, tell you. Again, it goes back to, it goes back to, it's going to say, Dan, it goes back to the art of war. How do you control the people? Mm-hmm. Because yes. if we were not controlled, and media is as much a part of it as anything. That's why I don't. You know, you talked about Hollywood. I don't. I'm not a part of Hollywood. I, I. I don't. I mean, I. I can't participate in that because I just want the truth. You know, I yes. want people to realize. You know, and you talked about. You know, people are constantly looking to the government. You know, it's funny because Republicans are supposed to be less government and Democrats are supposed to be more government. I'm actually the kind of person that says I, I think we should just have almost no government. I think we yeah. should stop. I think we should stop looking to the government to take care of us. And we should just Amen. take care of each other. Amen. We should, that's, we should that's, take care of each other. You know, I that's, take, that's what the I chaos take care is. of my friends. That's, that's what the what? what? 
That's what the chaos is. If they can yeah. keep us in right and left, we're praying, yeah. praying, praying that, that, that Trump will be in there. And then when all this stuff happens with the illegals, everyone's like, he's racist. And, you know, and oh, my God, we got to get him out. Now the abortion thing. Now we got to look to the next right answer. You know, the liberal. Right. Hopefully, God, he won't be like Trump. And then, and then that comes in. And, but the, the right answer still... is within us. The right Amen. answer is is within you. And when you start to live, like, I have a thing, I'm very much about living my own morals and ethics. And, I, yes. you know, it, I teach my kids the same thing. I said, look, as long as you're, everything that comes up in your life, you put it up against your morals and your values and your ethics. And if you can live that, that's all that matters. Amen. And the other thing is, you don't get to you don't get to demand anybody else's morals, ethics, or values are the same as yours. It's not yes. up to them. You no, gotta no, live no. it on your own. That's right. And you know, if we can learn to have perfect equilibrium. I mean, you know, they always say in the metaphysical spiritual world that Christ or the spiritual dimension is between two polar opposites, head in the heaven, feet on the ground. And if we can operate in the middle space, we can get to a second, a third, and a fourth right answer. But as long as we just come at each other like bulls and we just bump heads and, you know, and we try to knock each other out, we never get to a second, third, or, or fourth right answer. And it seems like that's what we've been doing. And, you know, I, I was even thinking about this today. I just want to say it real quick. But what if Jesus was on earth? Everyone's waiting for the return of Jesus, right? So, 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 so Jesus, yeah. So Jesus is returning and he says, and they said, Jesus, we've caught this woman in the act of abortion three times. I thought, what would he say? What would Jesus say? What do you think he would say? Love her. I see. He would yeah. say forgive her and love her. He'd say and, he and, hasn't sinned or whatever. Throw the first stone. Why is, she, why, is, why is she being put in the situation where she has to make this choice? What is yes. she? Who's not teaching her? Who's not giving yes. her? Man, we got to go. Okay, right. That's the problem. All uh, right, guys. Um, thank you. Thank you, Betsy. You're the best. Thank we got to wrap it up tonight. Betsy, thank you so much. Uh, we've had a great discussion. And uh, thank you for being with us tonight. For more information on Betsy Chassie, you can go to her website, www.betsychassie.net. We'll be back next week with another edition of Heart to Heart Radio Show with Dan and Ann. And to find out when our show can be heard on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xebn.net. For information about Heart to Heart Radio Show, visit hearttartradioshow.com or go to our website, prodigaljourneys.com. Thanks for joining us. Good night. Good night. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. 
Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I dot net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. <laughs> 